Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are in the middle of an amazing series, three cosmic messages, the messages of the angels in the book of Revelation, chapter 14. Today, the hour of His judgment. It's a fascinating and vitally important topic, so I'm glad you joined us for Hope Sabbath School today. Welcome, and welcome to the team. Good to be together again. I'm excited in this series. I'm especially excited that many of our team members are leading the discussions. John, we're really happy that you're going to be leading our study today. It's going to be wonderful. We've also got some remote team members joining us. Travis, good to see you. Joining us from Michigan, Haiti, good to see you too from the south, and Puya from the island of Oahu in Hawaii, glad to have you with us. We're also happy to have you, our Hope Sabbath School members. You know we have Hope Sabbath School members around the world, and we're just happy to hear from you. In fact, can I ask you today, take a moment, write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. It brings such joy to our hearts when we hear how God is blessing you through an interactive study of His Word. And many of you are starting small groups, leading in Bible classes, taking the outline that you can download from our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. And we just want to hear from you how God is blessing you. Here's a note from Sadi in Finland. And Sadi writes and says, I really like to hear personal testimonies and also the theme songs before studying. I miss deep spirituality because the Bible study in the church service is often so limited. I sometimes lead Bible studies at church myself, and I always get ideas from Hope Sabbath School. Amen. This is Finland. Spiritually, I have grown a lot since I've been able to follow the program. I have also shared the link with others who know the English language. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you, Sadi, for writing to us from uh, the beautiful country of Finland and that you're not only teaching the Word, but you're sharing that link with other people. Amen? Amen. Here's a note from Massachusetts in the United States of America. Betty writes and says, I've been watching Hope Sabbath School for many years. It's the best program. (laughs) I love all the people on the panel. Of course, we're, we've got, what, about 20 or 30 on the entire team, but we've got uh, 10 of us plus three remotes today, so we're at 13. I love all the people on the panel. Hope Sabbath School is very, very comforting and helpful. Amen. Keep up the good information from the Bible and praise His holy name. Amen. 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 Well, Betty, we'd like to meet you. We sound like you're really an enthusiastic follower of Jesus, and we're glad that you're sharing your faith up there in the north of the United States. Here's a note from a donor in Ohio, handwritten note. The donor writes, Hello, Hope Sabbath School. Hello. I do enjoy your Bible study every week. I enjoy the interaction of the team. Enclosed is a donation to help spread the gospel. May the Lord keep blessing you as you all do His work. And a donation of $75 to bless the ministry. God bless you, donor there in Ohio. And thank you to each one of you. We're all part of a great miracle of God. And you can be with us in this donor-supported ministry. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the donate button, and we all smile because 
we want the gospel to go to the whole world and soon Jesus will come back. Amen. One last note from Desmond in Ghana. And Desmond writes, I give thanks to the Almighty Father for bringing Hope Sabbath School into my life. Amen. Through your studies, I've become one of the serious learners at our church and a contributor during our discussions. Amen. It gives me joy when I take my phone to watch Hope Sabbath School. Mm. So apparently Desmond's got the app, yeah. and he can go and get, you've got the app, do you? Just go to the App Store, get the Hope Channel app. You can watch all of the programs, including Hope Sabbath School. You can even access different languages of different programs. He says, I'm watching it on my phone. Thank you all. Well, Desmond, thanks for writing to us from Ghana. Isn't it exciting to hear from all around the world? Amen. And we're just glad that, that you are all part of our global Hope Sabbath School family. Don't forget to write to us, sshope at hopetv.org. But right now, I've got to tell you about a special gift. You say, Derek, I've already downloaded it. Well, if you're just joining us today, Pastor Mark Finley and Heart Books have graciously offered the gift of Pastor Finley's book, Three Cosmic Messages, a digital copy to you absolutely free. You can go to Amazon and buy it if you want to, but why would you want to do that when you can go to hopetv.org slash hopess and click on the free gift button and you'll find how you can download a free digital copy of the book, Three Cosmic Messages. It will enhance your study from the book of Revelation as we go through the three cosmic messages together. While you're there at the website, you can download our theme song absolutely free. You can download sheet music if you want to sing it in your local worship group or a Bible study. I hope you've learned it already from Revelation 15, verses 3 and 4. It's the song we'll sing when we stand before the throne of God. I don't know about the tune. I'm thankful to my wife for giving us a tune to sing today. But whatever the tune, the words, great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the Saints. Let's sing it together. Great and marvelous are your God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints, who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify shall not fear you, O Lord, for you alone are holy. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true. Your ways, 
You know, I'm just thinking if that's the only scripture we memorize from the series on three cosmic messages yeah. and we have trusted Jesus as our Savior, it would be enough. Amen. But today, a vitally important topic, the hour of His judgment. John, thank you for leading in our study. Let's pray together before we open the Bible. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the wonderful opportunity we have to open your word as a global family, as we gather together, we've considered so much about what Jesus has accomplished for us and what He continues to do on our behalf. So we invite Your Spirit to guide us, and we thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, truly, this is an exciting study. You know, the book of Revelation unfolds scenes as we near the end of time. Yeah. And right in the heart of Revelation, we find these three cosmic messages. Yeah that really are a last warning message to a dying world, yeah. an invitation. It's a call, to, as we've discovered, to every inhabitant on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to look at what the Bible says about the hour of His judgment. It's an urgent call, and it's applicable to everyone. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at the first one. So, Sabina, would you look at a verse that we have been very familiar with through this study, Revelation chapter 14, six and seven. And if you would look at that, read that for us as we try to identify the time that is set for the judgment. Sure. So I'll be reading Revelation 14 verses six and seven from the New King James Version. And the word says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. And worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Amen. All right, amen. Thank you so much. You can see there's an urgency with this call. Yeah. Travis, what important message it comes out from this first angel regarding the time set for the judgment? Well, it says the hour of his judgment has come. Uh, there is a, a 
verses in the Bible that point to that. Acts 17.31 says there's a day when God will uh, has appointed for judgment. And in Hebrews chapter 9, it talks about once at the end of time that God would end and take away sin for all. Judgment would be done once and for all. Right. Thank you so much. You know that somebody counted, not me, somebody counted that there are 404 verses in the book of Revelation. And over 270 of them are direct allusions or references or quotes from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to understand the judgment hour in Revelation, it would do as well to understand how in its context references to the Old Testament. And we know that there is a book that particularly goes almost hand in glove with the book of Revelation. What book do you think that would be in the Old Testament? <laughs> the book of Daniel. Rodney, would you read for us Daniel chapter 8 and verse 14? And let's see the prophecy that pinpoints the time for the judgment. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And he said to me, for 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. All right. So here we have, this is a, a time prophecy of 2,300 days. We're going to see how this was set uh, later, really with the angel's explanation with Daniel chapter 9. So, Stephanie, would you read for us the next chapter, in chapter 9, verses 24 and 25, to see if we can pinpoint that time, at least the beginning of that. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. Seventy weeks are determined upon the people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. Daniel had received a vision in chapter 8 of a ram and then a he-goat or a male goat. Yep. Then the acts of the little horn in chapter 8. And then he receives this uh, proclamation of the 2,300 days. Everything else had been explained to Daniel. The meaning of the ram, the goat, and what the little horn would do. But there was a part of this prophecy that Daniel did not understand. <laughs> and particularly because of his response. Lilika, would you read for us Daniel chapter 8 and verse 27? Let's see if we can see what was Daniel's response when he received this vision of the 2,300 days. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick for days. Afterward, I arose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Haiti, you, we see this here. What does Daniel say? Why did he not understand uh, this vision? I don't know the, the reason why he didn't understand, but I'm just really impressed by the state that he goes into, <laughs> that he has even a 
physical response yeah. to to the shock of this vision. It's so impressive to him. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Point. Yep. Yeah, notice the response that he fainted and he was sick for certain days. Jason. So it says mm-hmm. he's astonished by the vision. Mm-hmm. So it's a physical and it's also kind of a mental exercise. He's so shocked by it. There's some information, something about the content of it that is so extreme he can't really comprehend it. Wow. Mm. Puya, certainly Daniel was troubled by this vision and its meaning. What do you see in this, these verses? Daniel must have clearly understood the meaning of the cleansing of the sanctuary because for all the children of Israel, they have had to uh, go through that uh, day of atonement once a year on which uh, the cleansing of the sanctuary takes place. And so as a Jew, as, as a Jew, Daniel must have clearly understood that this was talking about, uh, you know, that, that day of atonement, that day of judgment. And now he must be thinking, why is the vision telling me that that judgment, that cleansing of the sanctuary, that judgment will take place after 2,300 days? I believe what bothered him the most was about that time frame. He probably was thinking, are we living in that final time of the end? And so he was trying to understand that, I believe. Oh, wow. Mm, very mm. good. Lalika, would you read for us? There's something that Daniel must have understood when it came to time prophecies in Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 6. So perhaps would help us understand why Daniel would respond in this way to that prophecy. Ezekiel 4 verse 6. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And he says, And when you have completed them, lay again on your right side, then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have laid on you a day for each year. All right. Very good. So, John, Daniel certainly would have understood that in Bible prophecy, a day would mean what? A year. A year. It would represent a year. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then there's another reference in Numbers 14.34 that has the same thing, that same principle that in Bible prophecy... When you're dealing with time, that a prophetic day would be a literal year. Mm-hmm. So we can understand why Daniel would respond this way. You know, John, uh, some may not know, but of course, Ezekiel and Daniel were contemporaries, yep, yep. as was Jeremiah back in Jerusalem. Uh, Ezekiel's down the river there from where Daniel is. Maybe he even consult him with him, and, you know, because that revelation had been given mm. to Ezekiel about uh, the day year principle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah. yeah, very good, very good idea. Yeah, Rodney. And could it be the reason why Daniel r- responded this way okay. is if you look previously, this is not the first prophecy that he w- was, was imparted to him. But if you notice in Daniel 2 and 7 and some parts of 8, they were imparted and their interpretation given. This was the first time really that there was, was some prophecy given but not the explanation. So it was totally uh-huh. confused. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that D- Daniel is living at the latter end of the Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. There's something that he believed was going to take place as God had given Jeremiah. And when he received this. So, Travis, what are your thoughts on this? You know, uh, they were living in a time of judgment. God, uh, the execution of a 70-year judgment that had been placed on Israel. This was about coming to its close. 
And I think in uh, Daniel chapter 9, we get an answer why he fainted, because he gets this year, this time prophecy, and immediately in Daniel chapter 2, he goes and he starts looking back through the book of Jeremiah, because I believe that Daniel's thinking, we're about to be free. The cleansing of the sanctuary is basically a restoration of God's people. And he thinks they're about to be restored. And all of a sudden he gets this 2,300 day prophecy and he's sick. He's like, what? I thought this is about over. What's going on? So he goes back to the scriptures and, and begins to study. Yes. Mm. Can you imagine Daniel having lived most of his life in captivity in Babylon mm. with his people, yeah. believing that those 70 years that God had given or spoken mm. to Jeremiah would come to a fulfillment. Yeah. And he is sick to a stomach. Mm. Yeah. Billy, would you read for us a, a revelation that is repeated uh, three times in uh, uh, Daniel chapter 8, verses 17, 19, and 26. Something that was repeated regarding this 2,300-day prophecy. Sure, and I'll be reading from the uh, New International Version. As he came near the place where he was where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerning the time concerns the time of the end. Mm. Verse 19, he said, I am going to tell you that what will happen later in the time of wrath, because the vision concerns the appointed time of the end. And verse 27? 26. 26. The vision of the evenings and the mornings that have been given you is true, but seal up the vision for it concerns the distant future. Very good. Thank you, Billy. We notice the, the repeated uh, time. It says it refers to the time of the end, and then it refers to an appointed time of the end, and then, of course, again, day, many days in the future. And so Daniel's being told that this, this prophecy applies to when? The time of the end. It will be to the time of the end. Mm -hmm. And so, have, have you ever been heavily invested in something that you would receive or something would be fulfilled at a certain time <laughs> only to be led to believe that you, the time would be extended or would you, <laughs> what you thought you would receive at a certain time, you would be disappointed that it didn't come? Mm. I can imagine Daniel's mm. initial disappointment at this, mm. but God would not leave him there. He would not leave him there. And, and actually, Daniel was not mistaken about the 70 years, was he? But he's got to try to make sense of this 2300-day prophecy. Mm -hmm. And if it's the time of the end, these can't be literal days because that's only about six and a half years away. This must be a vast time prophecy mm -hmm. that, that, mm -hmm. that he's still struggling to understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah there mm -hmm. he is. And we're so thankful that God is going to make <laughs> things clear so that Daniel Amen. and the many readers through the centuries mm -hmm. would understand. Mm -hmm. John? Yes. You know, prophets do not always understand the revelation that God gave them. Mm. And in this case, mm. Daniel couldn't understand the 2,300 yeah. years prophecy. And we partly find the answer in Daniel chapter 12, where God tells, you know, seal the vision until the end of time. So this particular prophecy was not understood until a particular time later in history. Yes. Puya, mm -hmm. yep. I'm going to invite you to read for us, if you would, in Daniel chapter 9, 20 and, uh, through 22. 
So we've left off where uh, Daniel faints and is sick. So he doesn't get to hear the remaining or the rest of the explanation. But there would be some heavenly assistance. Mm -hmm. Let's see what this says. Puya. Mm -hmm. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Daniel 9, 20 to 22. Now, while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jason, what was the purpose for this heavenly visit? God was going to answer Daniel. Daniel's been studying, and it says he's not just studying intellectually. He's praying. He's confessing. He's going through a whole spiritual experience here, struggling with the understanding, and God is now answering his prayer, and he's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some insight. You've struggled, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you some additional understanding as it says here so that your struggles you know they're going to be uh fruitful you're going to get an answer here at least part partly an answer amen mm -hmm. amen i'm mm -hmm. thankful that god does not leave us mm -hmm. in, a, in in darkness and confusion amen he brings us assistance sabina and also john it stands out to me that he calls him beloved yes. so there is also a purpose yeah. even though the the it's, he seems troubled, and also even the vision in the first time, it seems confusing or even f f feeling fearful at some point. Still, God is reassuring him that he is beloved, that in all this difficulty that he was going through, not only his life there in Babylon, but also in the future that God was presenting before him, to him and his people, that he loved him ultimately. Amen. 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 What a reassurance that is, and isn't it? Uh, I want us to look at something. Uh, Travis, who is it that Daniel is praying for? This is key as we understand the unfolding of this prophecy. Yeah. Daniel is praying for his people, but I, I'm also impressed in this prayer that uh, he's, he's not looking at the people as if they're sinful. He includes himself in this prayer. And I've always thought, wow, what a great leader. No wonder God chose him to be a leader because he says, we have transgressed. Mm -hmm. He is praying for his people mm -hmm. and uh, he, he wants them to be restored. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And that's the first thing he mentions, isn't it? Confessing his sin yep. and the yeah. sin of his people, Israel. Rodney. Yeah. John, what impresses me here too is whom? Who was the person that God sent to, to Daniel? We have seen that Gabriel in the past, or all across scripture, uh, was sent on very critical missions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this must be very, very important for Daniel mm -hmm. to understand and all of us to understand, hence sending Gabriel. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So now we get to the explanation. And remember that the angel tells him, I've come to give you skill to do what? To understand. understand. Remember that Daniel finishes chapter 8 with the expression that no one understood. Mm -hmm. Here the angel's purpose comes, this heavenly assistance, so that Daniel would understand. Mm. God gives us understanding. I'm so thankful. Amen. Amen. And so we go, yeah. now we're in Daniel chapter 9, 
we're going to reread. Uh, we'll start with verse 25. And let's see if you would read for us, Lilika, according to the explanation here, Daniel chapter 9, 25, when was this prophecy set to begin? I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now, therefore, and know, therefore, and understand that from the begin, from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. All right. Mm -hmm. Here we have a beginning point to the prophecy. Now, what good is a time prophecy if we don't know when it begins? Mm -hmm. And so here the angel will explain the, the, when the clock begins ticking mm -hmm. on this time prophecy. And Puya, when would that be according to the explanation? When the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem would be given, and if we read the the, the previous ver verse in verse 24, it says that 70 weeks are cut off, and and I believe it's important to remember that back in the time of Daniel, when Daniel wrote this, there was no chapter division between chapter eight and chapter nine, and so when the vision is given that 70 weeks are cut off, we have to ask the question cut off from where and so it's very clear that it's cut off from that time prophecy that Daniel was just given about mm -hmm. the 2300 days which actually is 2300 years and so we can understand that the first 70 weeks which is 490 years if we apply that principle of a day equal to a year the first 490 years out of the 2300 years prophecies are cut off for the people of Daniel, which must begin uh, around the year, in the year 457 BC, because according to the book of Ezra, we, we can learn that that was the year that 457 BC was the year that uh, the people of uh, Daniel were allowed to go back and rebuild Jerusalem and repopulate again. Mm -hmm. Boy, am I thankful for the insights of this team. <laughs> <laughs> good, good no, very good. And that is a very important point that Puya brings up, is that those first 70 weeks are cut off for Daniel's people. And remember whom had Daniel been praying for? His people, His people Israel. Yes. And so interesting to note that that first allotment of the prophecy has to do with Daniel's people, Israel. Yes. We're going to look at a chart here shortly, but first I want us to see that verse 25 had brings out that that the going forth of, the, of uh, this command would take us a certain time period until what? Or until who, Jason? It says Messiah the Prince. So this is the Messiah. This is Jesus, a reference to Jesus himself. Amen. Mm -hmm. So Gladys, who is at the center of this prophecy then? Jesus. <laughs> it He's is, at the center. That's right. And so if, if we can direct your attention here, so thankful for having this the beginning of the prophecy really begins that it says that 70 weeks are cut off or would be allotted for Daniel's people. And so you see that the first 70 week, or as Puya brought up, 490 years applying the day for a year. Because how many days in a week, everyone? Seven times seven. seven. <laughs> 70 times seven, mathematicians? Four nine. 490. 490. 490. 
So the first 70 weeks or 490 years have to do with Israel. And there were certain things that they had to have accomplished, get it right. And we'll see here that, that the first part of the week or the 69 weeks would take us to, verse 25 says, would be what? To Messiah the Prince. So the question is, is when would Jesus, because Messiah means anointed one, mm -hmm. when would Jesus be anointed? Lilika, would you read for us, please, in Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Let's see, when was Jesus anointed? I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Luke 3, 1 to 3. Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Etheria, and the region of Atraconitus, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Cephas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. So here, you know that Luke, Dr. Luke, was also a very diligent historian. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he marks the mm -hmm. years yeah. of the reign yeah. of yeah. Tiberius mm -hmm. Caesar. And according to that, the 15th year would mm -hmm. take us to A.D. 27. Mm -hmm. What took place in that year? Well, let's see if we could read. Sabina, would you read for us verses yeah. 21 and 22 in that same chapter? That's for sure. So I'll be reading from uh, the New King James Version, and that's uh, verses 21 and 22 of Luke chapter 3, and it says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you, I am well pleased. Amen. Amen. Aren't those wonderful words? And then, of course, Peter would, or I'm sorry, Luke would go on to say how then Jesus began his ministry mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. And so, when was Jesus anointed? At his baptism. He was anointed at his baptism. Mm -hmm. And here Luke pinpoints the date that that would take place according to the chronology of those around mm -hmm. him and the reign of the Caesar, mm -hmm. and that is in A.D. 27. Well, mm -hmm. guess what, friends, that this takes place exactly 69 weeks or 483 years from the start when the decree to rebuild Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And so that was by King Artaxerxes. This is after, you know, uh, Israel was allowed to return back to their homeland to rebuild the temple, their walls, and really reestablish their sovereignty. So when this took place, this would begin the time prophecy and right as the prophecy had said, it takes us to the baptism of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was baptized on time. Yes. Isn't it interesting, John, mm -hmm. that the Bible doesn't place a lot of emphasis on the date that Jesus was born, mm. but great emphasis on when he's anointed as Messiah. Mm -hmm. And it's because of this prophecy mm -hmm. that it confirms that everything is happening um, 
according to God's timetable. Yes. Can you imagine yeah. that, that Jesus' life was mm -hmm. lived out on a timeline, God's yes. timetable. He yeah. was fulfilling mm -hmm. prophecy in his life, right? Mm -hmm. And John, great emphasis to the extent where all three members of the Godhead was present. You, s you heard the voice from, from heaven, from the Father, Jesus was in the water, and the Holy Spirit descending. Mm. So it was Amen. a significant mm -hmm. time frame. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, how wonderful. Well, we need to go back to Daniel chapter 9 mm -hmm. because the explanation continues. Remember that the purpose of this heavenly assistance, this visit, is so that Daniel would understand. And he's going to lead him to understand how this prophecy would unfold. There are multiple layers to it, as we will see. Mm -hmm. Jason, would you read for us, please, Daniel chapter 9. We had finished reading, let's see, um, verse 25. But if you would read for us 26, and then Stephanie, if you would read for us 27, please. All right, the New King James Version says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, and after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Verse 27 from the King James Version. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. All right. Thank you. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> if we can go back to our chart, we're going to see the continuation of that prophecy. So we see that it takes us to Messiah the Prince. It says seven weeks and 62 weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you, you add that together, that is a 69 weeks. Mm -hmm. Because that first seven weeks had to do with the rebuilding of the temple. But the seven and 62 is the 69 weeks to Messiah the Prince. Mm -hmm. And then it says, what does it say there? That Messiah shall be cut off, that after this time he would be cut off, but not for himself. Mm -hmm. So if he was not cut off for himself, who would he have been cut off for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. He would have been cut off for the yes. world. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And what, what does it say in the, in the verses that would take place in the middle of the week that you had read, Stephanie? Mm. That would be his crucifixion. He would bring the sacrifices the to the an sacrifice. end Amen. Mm -hmm. by the sacrifice Absolutely. of himself. Mm. That's right. And so this would take place in the middle of the week. Remember that the 70 weeks have to do with Israel, Daniel's people. Mm. And in that middle of that 70th week, it points to the crucifixion mm -hmm. right of time. Jesus. Mm. He died right on time. Mm -hmm. That is yes. correct. Mm -hmm. And so we see that Jesus is fulfilling truly the prophecy that he is indeed the Messiah of God. Mm. Sabina. And Joe, I really love this passage because, you know, up until this moment, you see the people of Israel, they had been commanded to not only build a sanctuary to God, but also to perform lots of sacrifices and rituals that 
some of them may not know they were already pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it was a way that the Holy Spirit and God himself was already teaching them about Jesus and pointing to the Messiah. But now here in this particular prophecy, we have clarity that indeed that sacrifices that they were performing were about Jesus, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. and they were going to come to an end, that they had a mm -hmm. purpose that was going to be fulfilled finally yes. in Christ. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Amen. We are seeing how God is fulfilling prophecy through the life of Jesus. He was the, the lamb to take away the sins of the world. Mm -hmm. And God is giving us this to show us that the identity of the Messiah is indeed true. That the one that people had to looked forward to mm -hmm. was fulfilled in Jesus mm. Christ. Billy. Yeah, and this is very important. Actually, this convicted my faith uh, mm. after I read, read that with no help, just basically through a book. And mm. I said, oh, this is serious. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah. it is because it's, it's hard to fool when you're in control of time. Um, and that prophecy really convicted me uh, of my faith and to continue yes. digging in, yes. kind of like Daniel, to see more. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Amen. 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 Puya? Uh, John, I, I, you know this. This is wonderful, and I appreciate you having the chart. And, and mm -hmm. I could, I could, I could think of someone who's watching this and studying this for the first time and thinking, well, it's almost too good to be true that <laughs> the Bible predicted hundreds of years in advance of the exact year that Jesus would be anointed and the exact year that Jesus would be crucified or cut off. You know, some. Because uh, some, some might be able to say, well, the common interpretation that I've heard about the person who would bring an end to sacrifices was, you know, uh, an interpretation that this was referring to a Greek military leader by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes, who lived in the 3rd and 2nd century BC. And they, many people point him as the little horn of Daniel chapter 8. But we can see when we look at the big picture that there's no other explanation other than what we are studying here because Antiochus Epiphanes, for, for one, his timeline, the, the years that he lived, does not match with the prophecy of Daniel. And second, this prophecy, the remainder of the prophecy deals with the, the time of the end. And they try to take this as a literal uh, 2,300 days. And so it just doesn't work with any other interpretation. And so for me, like Billy, this convinces me that the Bible is really reliable because mm -hmm. there's no other way of reading that other than that God foretold what the future would be exactly to the year. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Hey, and let's be honest, friends. This can be a complex prophecy for some, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, Travis, what would help the earnest seeker and reader to understand this prophecy? Well, you know, God just doesn't give us, you know, just one one piece of scripture and just leave us with that. He gives us multiple scriptures to be able to build our confidence in his word. I wanted to make, read two verses and just make a short comment if I could. I wanted to read from Matthew chapter 21 and verses 42 and 43, because we learned that this, as you mentioned, that this would be a time for the people of Israel, uh, 490 years. And we learned that at the beginning of the prophecy. And it's confirmed again, that's what I like it, that God confirms in Matthew chapter uh, 21, uh, 42 to 43. 
Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Hmm. Amen. Hmm. I just wanted to say that the, 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 the next part, or the ending part of the 490 years, was confirmed by the words of Jesus here in Matthew. Amen. Yep. Thank you so much, Travis. Remember that the, the culmination of the prophecy of the 2,300 days has to do with the, remember, the cosmic message is announcing the hour of judgment. judgment. John, would you read for us, if you would, because we read in Daniel about that this talks about the appointed time. But what is it exactly that God appointed in Acts chapter 17 and verse 31? Acts chapter 17 and verse 31 from the New American Standard Bible. It says, Because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. Mm. So God had appointed a day in which he will judge. This is referring to the judgment. But we cannot move too fast beyond the, um, the lamb or that crucifixion in the middle of the Amen. week that Jesus would fulfill. Amen. What I want to know is here is, you know, how did Jesus fulfill this prophecy? Haiti, if you would read for us how Jesus fulfilled this as it's recorded in the Gospel of Matthew 27, verses 45 to 51. How did Jesus fulfill this prophecy in his own life in every detail? Matthew 27, verses 45 through 51. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Amen. Oh, amen. Thank you. Mm. Gladys, you know, this is also emphasized in the Gospel of John, chapter 19 and verse 30, how Jesus fulfilled this prophecy. You would read that for us. John 19, verse 30. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, When Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. Thank you. So we see here that Jesus truly was the one who was to be cut off, that Messiah, not for himself, but for the world. And if we look at that, the midst of the week, or the middle of that 70th week, well, if that 70th week, if we look here, 
is three and a half years. So if you go from, they believe around Jesus would have been baptized maybe around the fall of 27, AD 27, three and a half years takes us to what year? 31. This would be the spring of AD 31. And so Jesus was crucified on time, just as he was baptized on time. But there's still three and a half years remaining to this prophecy. What would happen in that final three and a half years? And Stephanie, you had read there that in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that the Messiah would confirm what? Covenant. He would confirm the covenant for the week, for one week. In other words, even after his crucifixion, Jesus had not given up on his people. <laughs> he was still sending his apostles to proclaim the everlasting gospel, that message of salvation, even to the very nation that had him crucified. And this would last for three and a half years until the point that that prophecy would come to an end, concluding the 70 weeks. And then from there, the gospel message would not be limited to the Israelite nation, to the, you know, to the Jewish people, but the borders of that would expand to the world, Amen. to the Gentile world. And so we see how God is seeing that. And then, of course, this would take place in A.D. 34, and it was marked by the stoning of Stephen. And so we see the, the, the fulfillment of this. But Puya, I'd like for you to sh uh, talk to us a little bit about Daniel's experience. I mean, what would he be experiencing in, as he's understanding this prophecy? I, I believe partly excited because for, for, for a Jewish man like Daniel, you know, all his life he must have been studying the sacrificial uh, sanctuary process from the time of uh, Moses and, and looking forward to the true love of God who would bring an end to all the sacrifices must be exciting, I believe, in some way. So... As the, angels, as the angel Gabriel was explain this, explaining this to Daniel, I believe Daniel must have looked forward to the coming of the Messiah who would bring an end to the sacrifice and who would confirm that covenant for his people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also believe that Daniel must have felt a little sad that knowing the tendency of his people that at the end of that 70-week uh, prophecy, you know, that special time for his people must have ended. So I believe Daniel probably must have continued praying for his people. Mm -hmm. Thank Amen. you. Jason, there is an incredible assurance that we receive from the, you know, from the death of Christ. And Luke chapter 23 records it in verse 34. If you would read that for us to see what assurance we can face in the final judgment because of what he has done. The New King James Version says in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Friends, because of what Jesus has done, we can find forgiveness, can't we? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We can find assurance that we can find cleansing from sin. Mm -hmm. And that's what this points to. Travis. You know, I really am appreciating this study, and I wanted to make a point. You had someone read earlier, Acts 17, 31, and we discussed in a previous um, lesson that there were two judgments. 
And in Acts 17.31, it says that it would be the judgment of the righteous. Um, he would judge the world in righteousness. So we know then that this day that we're alluding to as we go through this time prophecy, it's the judgment of the righteous. It's not the judgment of the wicked. It's the, it's the righteous judgment where God judges in favor of the saints. Mm. Yes. Mm. Amen. And I, I, I want to go back to the chart if I can, because I think there's some unfinished, yeah. like mm -hmm. 490 cut off from 2300 still leaves 1810 years. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And so is there something more that, uh, that God wanted to show not only Daniel, but us mm -hmm. about the error of his judgment? Absolutely. So we have gotten up to the 70 weeks prophecy, but remember that the full prophecy really is the 2,300 days. Then if it continues, it takes us to what year? 1844. And this is then when the, it's Daniel 8.14 says, the cleansing of the sanctuary would take place. Every, every good Jew would understand that the cleansing of the sanctuary had to do with the Day of Atonement. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was a time of cleansing for the mm -hmm. children of Israel. Mm -hmm. What would happen? All of the sins that had accumulated in the sanctuary throughout the year mm -hmm. were now on the Day of Atonement were cleansed or blotted out mm -hmm. from the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so this marks that fulfillment of that uh, ancient uh, services fulfilled by the high priestly ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that would begin in 1844. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What assurance we have that Jesus not only has accomplished a great work for us, Amen. but He continues a great Amen. work on our behalf Amen. in the judgment. Absolutely. We have a few minutes left, but I'd like for us to look at the personal message of encouragement that we can draw Billy, would you read for us this encouragement that Daniel received? We read it in Daniel 9.23 when the angel says, You're greatly beloved. But notice what it says in chapter 10, verses 11 and 19. I'll be reading from the New International Version. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you, and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said that, when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed, he said. Peace, be strong now, be strong. And when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. What a message of encouragement yeah. there, huh? Yes. Yeah. That Daniel there, you know, in his old age at this point, receives the reassurance that he is <laughs> highly esteemed yes. or greatly beloved. Amen. Yeah. Stephanie, yes. if you would read for us, because what we want to know today is, was this expression of God's immeasurable, unfailing love just for Daniel? <laughs> or does it apply to us in John chapter 16, verse 27? You know, we know that well verse that, uh, that talks about how God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. What does John 16, 27 say? And I'll be reading from the King James Version. For the Father Himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Father Himself oh, yes. loves you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 
Friends, somebody is tuning in for perhaps for the first time. Or there are people, someone who has misunderstood the nature of the judgment. You know, how does the awareness of God's immeasurable love affect your view of the final judgment? Mm. Please, Gladys. We are immensely loved. Mm. And when you are loved, there is no fear in love. Mm. So when we approach judgment, we know we are loved then we have confidence. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Praise, Praise God. Go ahead, yes. Bill. Yeah, and the fact that God, um, the, all the planning demonstrate how much God cares for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, it was not by chance. No. Jesus didn't pick a random day. He planned it from, from the beginning. Amen. So that tells us how much He loves us. <laughs> Amen. As we yeah. see, the judgment, the hour of judgment is indeed good news. Pastor Derek, you know, we praise God. Thank you so much, Amen. John. What a powerful study. I'm so glad that you joined us for the study today. Uh, yeah, the hour of His judgment, we see the judgment's already going on, but, but we would cry out, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. We've trusted Jesus, our Savior. Um, we do not need to fear. But we do need to be thoughtful as we prepare for the soon coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, we've been so blessed by the study today. And I pray that we would remember what the psalmist says. Teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom, that we may trust Jesus today and every day, and soon welcome him as our coming king. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, what a study, so much to learn here in the book of Revelation about the three cosmic messages, how we can face the future without fear, but with hope in Jesus. Hold on to Jesus today and go out and be a blessing to those around you.